This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 84 of the Animaniacast. This village is so quaint it makes me want to break into song. Buddy, it makes me break into a rash. Charming places with quaint singing faces. Singing tunes that you've heard before. Everyone a bigger bore. People like you and me. All singing way off key. Look at me, I'm in a musical. Look at me, I sing a musical. She says she's singing, how could you tell? It's like a funny smell. You're just jealous cause I sing so well. La 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 la. The lyrics couldn't get much worse. Hello, nurse. This endless song makes me want to curse out. Now you move to the next verse. Have some pie. I'll try it. Why, oh why, can't she just be quiet? La 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 la. She's causing such a din. I can't tell what key she's in. But she really is a funny girl, a cutie, but a funny girl. She really sings a lot. That's Dot. Now get on with the plot. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. This is the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. I got a big pop on poo. <laughs> And uh, joining us across the country is Kelly. I'm Princess Angelina Contessa Luisa Francesca Banana Banana Bobesca Third. Oh, you got it right. Which is... Uh, a princess. <laughs> princess. <laughs> no, she didn't say I princess. Think I, said, no. I think I said Banana Banana instead of... Uh, oh, she got it wrong. Oh, You got man. it wrong. Let's try it again. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's not do that because there might be some cussing going on, like going on. But uh... <laughs> totally. <laughs> but uh, today we are talking about a, a really fun episode, I would say, episode eighty-four of Animaniacs, which includes the segments "Cutie and the Beast," "Boo Happens," and "Noel." And uh, Nathan Kelly, if someone were to ask you about this episode, if you could describe it in just a few words. What would you tell him, Nathan? Um, it's it's a cartoon that has Disney cartoon reference in it. Wow, are you are you okay? Should we call an ambulance? Yeah, I um, I just wasn't expecting this. You never you never asked this question, so I just, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I should think of something. You I really should find some of these things out a little better, Nathan. Uh, and Kelly, what about you? Be a pest, be a pest, be a pest. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I thought that Kelly would really like this episode uh, going into it, since you're a huge Beauty and the Beast fan. 
I am the biggest Beauty and the Beast fan. Yeah. Have you, did you see this episode uh, on its original run or is this the first time you actually saw it? No, I, I had stopped watching the show. um, Cause I I think by that time I was working. (laughs) So um, I just didn't have time to, to watch uh, hardly anything anymore at that point in my life. So yeah, I, um, these, I guess most of season three, what is this, season four now? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd seen any of those. It was harder because also because it's not on Fox anymore. It's on, you know, the WB. And they even allude to, like in last week's episode with Slappy, kind of sitting down to watch uh, the best of Slappy Squirrel or something. She goes, okay, what channel is this WB on anyway? It was hard to find the WB and it wasn't in all markets. Um I think Nathan, I think we missed some of the new a lot of the new episodes because the WB was not in our area for mm-hmm. gosh, I want to say at least 1 year, like or maybe maybe it was a year, maybe it was a, maybe it was less, but it certainly felt like a year uh, <laughs> that I knew these new episodes were coming out. And unlike today where you could just stream it someplace else, um you there's no way you were going to be able to do that on uh with Kids WB. Gosh, I had so many. I did. I did visit the Kids WB website though a lot in order to get uh, stuff. Like we had AOL, and uh, oh, yeah. it, it had Kids WB had their own like. Oh gosh, I don't. Even, I want to say web page, but it was almost like their own little section or something like that. And I think I downloaded a bunch of. Uh, I think I still have them on my computer, backed up someplace. But I would take pictures. <laughs> or screen grabs of the pictures on uh, the website just to just to relive uh, little moments of uh, what's going on on Animaniacs or something like that. But video clips and everything, oh, forget it. Like if if they were there, they look terrible. So, and they're only like ten seconds long either. Gosh, we're just too spoiled these days. Now we can just stream Animaniacs on our phones, computers, TV, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't even matter. Well, before we talk about today's episode, Nathan, can you tell us, uh, when did this episode first premiere? Okay, so uh, this episode first premiered on Saturday, September 7th of 1996, which was the same day as last week's Skippy and Sloppy episode. Uh, It was also uh, the same day Michael Jackson started his uh, history world tour with the capital H-I-S. His yeah. story as a um, rap artist Tupac Shakur was shot multiple times in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. He would die six days later. And uh, this was one day after the Baltimore Orioles, uh, Eddie Murray hit his 500th career home run. Wow. So actually a pretty uh, momentous uh, day. Gosh, the Tupac yeah. thing is still talked about quite often to this day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like when, it, when you search this day, it's like it's just... Two countless articles of this. Tupac, yeah, so. Tupac, Tupac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised that this one um came out on the same day as uh the slappy one. Um I wonder which one came first. I guess did do we know if the slappy skippy and slappy one? I guess the skippy and slappy I, one. I, yeah, I would I would first. assume that one came first. I didn't find anything saying one way or the other, yeah. though. But because the the you know, that last one was just so different and so serious and I, I almost feel like you have to watch these two back to back to really get <laughs> an idea of what Animaniacs is. Uh, 
because it's not it's not represented in I think uh, uh, one flew over the cuckoo clock. Uh, the, I'm glad that they would put these two episodes together mm-hmm. just for the audience, especially for a season premiere. <laughs> it's like it's very confusing. Well, okay, let's go ahead and get to our discussion, and let's start off with Cutie and the Beast. So Cutie and the Beast was written by Kevin Hopps, and it was directed by Adu Payden. And Kelly, as our resident Beauty and the Beast fan, you have to tell us what happens here in Cutie and the Beast. Okay, well, uh, first I'll point out that the um, the title of the episode, the, um, the font and everything at least in the word cutie, looks really similar to the font on the Beauty and the Beast um, movie. Or at least I, like the whole movie that I had when I when I bought it, as soon as it came out on video. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, there's lots of different posters and stuff. But uh, the um, it starts off with uh, the parody of the prologue of Beauty and the Beast and sort of that once upon a time a young prince lived in a shining tower I mean that's from the original Beauty and the Beast but sort of takes that uh, same idea and has the prince turn into the beast and you see the shadowy castle and it looks sort of dark and foreboding and you don't really see the beast you just kind of see the swirl of a cloak then it cuts to uh, a village and you see, or you know, the street in a village, and you see the Warner Brothers and Dot, and they're running up the hill and introducing themselves. And Dot keeps trying to say her full name and keeps flubbing it, which is so unusual because she never does. She always says it perfectly. And so the voice director keeps having them redo it, and they do take after take after take, and um, then that she finally gets it says it very very slowly and carefully and then they launch in a song which is a parody of bell which is the opening song in beauty and the beast and you have the villagers singing along and then they go to the forest and find the castle and the beast shows up and says that they're trespassing and they decide to be annoying. And that's when they sing Be a Pest, which is sort of like Be Our Guest. And <laughs> it's a cute little song. And Dot is the one that's actually chasing the beast. She thinks he's a cutie. Well, he, she thinks he's the cutie. And uh, he, he keeps avoiding her. And the, her brothers are calling her stalker and stuff and <laughs> finally she kisses him and well first before that we see that he's actually the Tasmanian devil so very familiar looking beast and she kisses him and he becomes a prince and these women magically appear and swooning over him and say that he's a cutie and uh, Dot says well, I'm the only a cutie around here and so then she <laughs> kisses him again and he turns back into a beast uh, and th- yeah, and I guess they just leave him right there in the castle <laughs> like that. The end. Wow. It's a, such a funny, um, parody of it. Now, Kelly, before we get into our, our favorite moments and everything, 
Um, what other, I mean, I know you talked about the title font. Um, there were a few other shots that I guess were reminiscent, right? Of, uh, Beauty and the Beast that were just. Yeah, I most noticed it in the, the prologue part. Yeah. Um, with the castle and, you know, he was kind of up in the, the tower and, and of course there's the flower, um, instead of a rose, it looked like a, a daisy. Yeah. I think under the, the globe. And, um, but yeah, the establishing, Shots right at the beginning were, were very reminiscent of the opening prologue. Right, I love the uh, the scratching of the the painting and then doing oh, yeah, yeah. tic tac toe <laughs> on it. I meant to I meant to mention that when I was watching that I was like I need to mention that when I'm talking about Slater because that was so clever. <laughs> yeah, but that was also another like right there that it was almost identical. Um, oh yeah, I mean I'm sure you'd find differences if you put them up side by side, but it definitely is that same feel and look as when the prince scratches the the painting in the opening of the movie they did a good job of really um summarizing up the plot of at least the beginning of beauty and the beast uh especially uh with the whole mistakes that were happening like they did that they did retakes of dot's line it felt like for two minutes (laughs) Of just kind of like you want to try this again, or to, you know, cut and all those uh, outtakes, which uh, was really cool to see because not only are we getting this uh, musical parody, but we're also seeing uh, them breaking the fourth wall in a different way that we've seen them do before. And now, the stars of our show, The Warners. I'm Yakko. I'm Wacko. And I'm Princess Angelina Contessa Louisa Francesca Banana Falana. Ah! Cut! Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Banana Falana. <laughs> Banana Falana. <laughs> Thanks for your support, Mr. P-Pop into the mic. Oh, poo! I never pop my peas. Uh, Wacko, we got a big P-Pop on poo. Can we have that again? <laughs> Do you think that the the outtakes or were any in any way maybe uh, fashioned after real life recording? I would bet like, so. I mean, especially with uh, with Tress McNeil line of the you know Princess Angelina Contessa, I I would think that that would be a hard line to say clearly each time. And of course, I love how she makes fun of Yakko with you know. Mr. United States, Canada, Mexico, <laughs> Panama, because he gets everything right the first take, you know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you try saying it sometime. Princess Angelina, Contessa, Luisa, Francesca, Banana, Fana, Bobesca, the third. Oh, thank you, Mr. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama. Big whoop. And I should be noted that Andrea Romano, the actual voice director, is saying cut uh, in the background, which I thought was a cool, uh, you know, Again, we're breaking the fourth wall, so we might as well have uh, her actually saying that. And with Wacko popping his peas, it really, you could see, like, in my mind, I could just see Jess Harnell just really getting up to that microphone and doing the, the, <laughs> the popping of the peas into the microphone. Uh, so that was, that was really cool. You know, one other shot, and I wasn't sure if this was in Beauty and the Beast 2, Kelly, or if it was just a cool shot. But when they first get to the castle and they look up and they see the shadowy figure of the beast, does that ever happen in Beauty and the Beast? Or is that just a cool, like, um, thing? That, to me, I, I don't know. Well, well, Belle and her father both approach the castle at different times. Right. 
But I don't think, like, when Maurice gets to the castle, I don't think there's any indication of the beast before he, he finally, sh- you know, shows up. Yes, okay. And, um, t- you know, terrifies him. And then uh, same with Belle, because I think when she, you know, they open the doors and, and you know, it's kind of empty and it's still kind of scary and foreboding, but I, I don't remember him being up in the what is it, the, the tower or anything, right. um, from a distance. Mm-hmm. From a distance. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Nathan, what were some moments in this uh, first cartoon that you liked? I really liked when uh, Dot was cussing. and uh, <laughs> just a, That's right. That was my favorite one. <laughs> we got her cussing for the very first time. Any time uh, a character on this show, uh, they start censoring out the language. And now, the stars of our show, The Warners. I'm still Yakko. I'm still Wacko. And I'm Princess Angelina Contessa Louisa Francesca Banana Fan of Fofu. That's my cute little sister who said that. Good night, everybody. Which, uh, mm-hmm. I think that you did that a lot on Tiny Tunes with Foul Mouth, uh, which I always thought was a funny gag as a kid. But this is the first time they were doing, they're really dropping those bleeps um which that's great uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what else um and uh it, great uh when they first realized what taz like oh aren't you taz and <laughs> um, the whole conversation about, do that funny thing you like to do do that do that funny thing not that one just so that whole scene was very funny but yeah you're taz aren't you no Taz. Could you do that thing, that funny thing that you do? No, that's not it. No, no, that's not it either. You know, the funny thing. Can we finish this cartoon? All right. Yeah, Taz was a little bigger in this one, don't you think? Than he yeah. usually is. It's like Taz on steroids, but whatever. He had to be. He had to be bigger. He had to be the size of the beast, you know, from the, from the actual beauty. Yeah, beast. it's weird that Dot instantly falls in love with him. Though, <laughs> just like <laughs> it's very different from the Beauty and the Beast uh, original tale. Just... It's so funny that we're we're reviewing this episode this week because on Saturday I'm going to a convention here in Atlanta, and Paige O'Hara is going to be there. Oh, cool! So the the voice Belle. of Belle herself. Yes, and I've I've. A friend of mine got her autograph at another convention a couple years ago, but this will be the first time I get to meet Belle, and I'm super excited because I always chase down the costumed Bells at uh, Disney World, uh-huh. and my friends make fun of me because they're like, "Where'd Kelly go?" and they go, "Belle." Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Well, Kelly, you've had some really good convention stuff going on recently. We didn't talk about it, but you just you met like the cast of ET and everything, right? I did. I met um, Henry Thomas and D. Wallace and C. Thomas Howell and ah, I can't remember his name, but the older brother um, from E.T. I'm blanking on the name, but uh, yeah, that was super exciting. Yeah, I saw those pictures and I was like, wow, and they look really good, too, which is like I'm 
Good for them. <laughs> that it's yeah, many years yeah. and a lot of people don't know this because when I met Henry Thomas, I was like, I am so surprised you don't have any photos from Suicide Kings. And he's like, well, most people like E.T. and stuff, and sometimes I do Legends of the Fall. But I was like, I love Suicide Kings because that was a movie that came out, um, and Henry Thomas was in it with Sean Patrick Flannery. That's right. <gasps> and Christopher Walken, if yes. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I've only seen that movie like, oh gosh, it's been like 10 years since I've seen Suicide Kings. I need to. I, I watched it like last month. <laughs> I need to watch it again. It's on DVD. I have, it, I have it over there. I should watch it again. It's a funny movie. It's a good movie. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. So, yeah. So, Kelly's off to go do her convention stuff again. You're too spoiled when it comes to that. Anyway. Well, I mean, I, I'm not doing these. I haven't done these as press, though. I'm just going and, you know, as a normal paying uh, fan. Yep. You're still spoiled. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not, we don't get those. We don't get these uh, little things in in Arizona. I'm just well, and come come to Atlanta. I should come okay. Hang out with me. All right, okay. I'm going to hang out. You uh, should come to DragonCon. Yeah, I gotta try. I gotta go to DragonCon. I gotta drag myself to DragonCon. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about here in uh, um, Canadian Beast? Pinky and the Brain are in it. That's true. Uh, in their uh, in their costumes from Spellbound too. They make a quick little cameo. Yeah, which I thought I always like it when they show characters dressed up in costumes from other cartoons and stuff because it makes me think that they're happening at the same time. I like it. <laughs> I like it when th- ever since I saw Back to the Future two, I think I was like, I like it when things happen at the same time. And and uh, it's called it. a paraquil. Ooh, I had no idea. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> hmm. I didn't even know that, and I'm an English major. Nathan, did you just make up a word? No, I heard it. I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a new word, we have to copyright it because uh, no, but I, otherwise, I'll I'll take your word for it. Paraquil. I heard it on the news. Ooh, so fake news. It. it was one of the Bourne identity movies, the one that didn't have Bourne, Jason Bourne in it. Gotcha. That's, it was a paraquil because it's like, is this a sequel or a prequel? and it's great that they're in it so that way the uh the theme song made sense with them saying pinky and the brainy <laughs> that's true and they showing them something. in the theme song again yeah we had but. that extended theme song once again which i again i think it was just a in this case it was just to pad out a little bit because we only had you know three segments and you know no mm-hmm. no uh good idea bad ideas or anything like that so we had to fill it with something real quick that extra 30 seconds exactly <laughs> so put that in there uh yeah it, it it had a really you know and the songs in it were so good you know when it comes to uh be a pest listening to it the second time today i just like how it starts off with she's a pest and dot you know of course chasing uh taz around and he's kissing his lump on his head which is kind of, just kind of gross and but funny at the same time you know, if she keeps on being pushy, she'll be thrown out on her tushy. All she needs is his affection. What he needs is police protection. For a beast, he is the very, very best. But she's a pest. She's a pest. She's a pest. The the whole thing of Yakko and Wacko then kind of sticking up for her, you know, because they're like, well, you know, she's a pest, but now you were rude to her. So now we have to be a pest to you. While she may have been forward Acting out of her goward We simply must insist You did more than just resist You threw her out What a louse To say the least you 
you were a beast. How you acted was a crime. Now I'm afraid it's payback time. We will slide, we will hide, we'll do things you can't abide. And we'll do all kinds of tricks just for kicks. Your troubles we're enjoying, and we're so annoying. We are pests, we are pests, we are pests. And then the third verse or whatever, taking a turn to kids, this is what you should do. <laughs> If uh, you're, you know, if you go to a party or something like that and the host is being a jerk. As you can surely tell, it's a job that we do well. So should you be at someone's house when they're acting like a louse? Be like us, make a fuss, and be a pest, be a pest, be a pest. Grab your host, give a squeeze, maybe send him around the knees. You're his guest, cheer him up. No, no, please don't interrupt. Tweak a nose, pull some ears, swing him from the chandeliers. Watch him go to and fro. I see now you're a pro. Yes, you deserve a great big hand. Because now you know you can be a pest. Be a pest. Be a pest. <laughs> Not the best advice for kids, but I, I thought it was a really good uh Good song. Good good songs just in general. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. The the uh, bomb that they give Taz. Hi there. <laughs> Explosives. <laughs> um, I thought uh, Simpsons' uh, See My Best was a better parody, though. Well, that is hard to, to beat. One. Yeah, that one's just so good. Just... But that one, that one, <laughs> See My Best, I think, was going closer to the actual tune. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they weren't as afraid of being sued or something by Disney. Yeah, I guess so. Because, yeah, that one was you know note for note it seemed like yeah so this one but this one was a good like you're just changing the the notes uh flipping them around a little bit but we still get what you're parroting the animation was also really really good in this one um i really loved how the warners looked and taz and everybody just just really outstanding especially when you're dealing with something like beauty and the beast if you're going to have a great animated film like that to get at least somewhat close with your animation quality is, it's uh, the best animated film. Yes. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our middle segment here for today, and it is called Boo Happens. This is Forrest, Forrest Boo, and he has had an extraordinary life. Life is like a box of birdseed. Sometimes it gets stuck in your craw. And Boo Happens was written by Rafael Rosado and Adu Payton. And it was directed by Adu Payton. Nathan, tell us what happens here in Boo Happens. Um, well, we find out all the amazing things that Chicken Boo has done. Um, like he's uh, sat by a bus stop once. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, this is, is, is amazing. Um, he was in, uh, he, he got to meet the president three times. Not, not the same one, but three different presidents. Um, yeah, uh, he was uh, in the Vietnam War, I believe. He got to talk about the Vietnam War. I think that's all. Did he do anything other, other ping things? Ping pong and oh yeah, he was a ping pong champion. Um, and there was one more, and I uh, gosh, football. He played football. Oh yeah, he was national. Yeah, 
he was like uh NDP or something. So yeah, great. He's a great guy. Um, and then they all attack him when they find out he's a, a chicken. So um, it's very sad, I guess. Now, it's I guess the big part. question I have is why <laughs> was this called Boo Happens as if, you know, I guess Poo Happens is another way yeah. you could say it, right? Um, but why would it be called Boo Happens and not Forrest Boo? Because this one, of course, is parroting Forrest Gump. I don't know. I don't understand why they call it Boo Happens. Because Poo is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it's like you could call any other one. I don't know. This, it just, I guess, I guess, you know, Gump. So there's a line in, in Forrest Gump. They talk about uh, Poo Happens. Oh, that's true. I totally forgot about because it. Because Forrest Gump created that saying. That's yeah. right. He ran. You know what, Nathan? I think that. Might be it. I think it's because he he was running and he stepped. Well, in obviously, it. it's it. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I'm going with it because uh, that was a deep pull from Forrest Gump. I'm going for <laughs> that one uh, joke. Some of those people asked me if I could help them out. Hey man, hey, listen, I was wondering if you might help me, huh? Listen, I'm in the bumper sticker business and I've been trying to think up a good slogan. And since you have been such a big inspiration to the people around here, I thought you might be able to help me jump into. Whoa, man! You just ran through a big pile of dogs. It happens. What? Sometimes. And some years later, I heard that that fella did come up with a bumper sticker slogan, and he made a lot of money off of it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, let's talk about this, this quick. I mean, obviously, a, a parody of Forrest Gump. I really like this uh, for, uh, Chicken Boo one. Great animation again. Um, Jeff Glenn Bennett, I believe, does the narration of this. Uh, does a great Forrest Gump voice. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some things that you really liked about this uh, middle segment? Uh, let's start with you, Nathan. Uh, he is not a cluck. <laughs> Got to meet the president again. Mr. President, he's a chicken. You know, clock, clock. He is not a clock. Mr. President. Uh, Kelly, what about you? <laughs> I liked at the, the very beginning the feather floating in the air, so I knew exactly what they were about to start parroting. And, uh, I just liked uh, the look of Chicken Boo in the episode. I really, you know, I, it made me really, when I was watching this, go, I want to watch Forrest Gump again. I really like that movie. For some reason, lately, it's, I think when people talk about it, they talk about it being like, oh, gosh, what, yep, what was that movie? What was the point of that movie? I just always got out of that movie, like, the lesson of being a kind person and uh, and just a fun kind of film at the same time, just kind of I retrospective. I mean, what's the point of any movie, really? That's, yeah, I mean, it's, it was entertaining. It entertained me. Um, it's kind of what you find in it. You yeah, know? exactly. I know. I do know that after I saw it, though, I thought that movie's going to win Best Picture, and it did. Which was the first time I think as a <laughs> as a kid I knew I saw like something. I was like, that should win Best Picture, and I was right. I I thought my when I saw it, I, my first thought was ILM did amazing special effects. They really well. That's true. It was one of the first movies, and they did a you know. It was one of the first times where you could see like people with new words coming out of their mouth, you know, like the lips were different to which I guess now if you look at the movie, it looks a little, uh, 
a little hokey, <laughs> but at the time it was just an amazing uh, thing. I remember seeing it in a theater and just people laughing and just kind of being uh, amazed at what they were seeing. Well, I think it still works because, well, particularly when he meets the presidents and stuff that that's old footage and how well did the lips actually sync up with the voices and newsreels and stuff back then anyways. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't alive back then. But. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I really liked, I, I, I still like Forrest Gump. I, my, I will still quote it from time to time. My wife, when she's annoyed, will stay, will, uh, my wife was annoyed with me the other day. So she just kept saying, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I always go, we're like peas and carrots. <laughs> Well, I have uh, seats taken. <laughs> taken, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't yep. walk in. I, you know, being a school teacher, <laughs> I can't walk into a, a school bus on a field trip without thinking of Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's taken. Well, anyway, but this was a very good parody of it. And again, the animation looked really cool. Um, who would have thought that hippies could be so violent, though? You know, don't yeah, cross at, a hippie at a peace rally. At a peace rally. <laughs> <laughs> He's. <laughs> Well, you know, they, uh, he's a chicken. I, you know, I don't know. He just, they, they, they thought he was a narc, you know, a chicken narc. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, I guess. <laughs> he's no hero. He's a chicken. That's it. Exactly. Tell it like it is, man. He is a chicken! Stay tuned for these words from our lovely sponsor. Way to kiss up, Dot. According to legend... General Grievous was known to boast of the number of lightsabers he had acquired from the bodies of his slain Jedi enemies. Grievous was the first in a long tradition of collectors of rare items. A tradition that continues to this day on the RetroZap podcast known as the Dork Lair. Dork Lair. Hey Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? I mean, our cast, David, we do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways, don't forget that. Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer. With the reboot coming up soon, there's a lot of Animaniacs merchandise that's starting to hit the shelves and the internet. But where's a great place to go that you can find a lot of it all in one place? Well, our Amazon Animaniacast shop. Just head over to amazon.animaniacast.com to see a wide assortment of different Animaniacs merchandise. A percentage of every purchase that you make at our Animaniacast shop goes right back to the Animaniacast podcast. Even if you don't find something at our Amazon shop, by simply going to the Amazon.AnimatedCast.com portal and purchasing something on Amazon, anything at all, you'll also be helping out our show as well. 
So whether you're looking for Animaniacs merchandise or just anything at Amazon, go to amazon.animaniacast.com first and you'll be helping out our show with each and every purchase you make. Thanks a lot. Let's go ahead and move on to our last segment, which is Noel. And Noel is actually a, a song. It's written by Randy Rogel. It was directed by Charles Vizier. Or Vizier. I don't know how to tr- pronounce his name, but I, I try. Well, in uh, Noel... Try not. What was that? Try not. <laughs> Do. Uh, okay, so in Noel, uh, it's Christmas time, which uh, is odd for this move, uh, this particular cartoon since it premiered in September, uh, but it very quickly transitions to other things that are not Christmas. Uh, basically, uh, Wacko's writing a letter to Santa, but he's writing Santla. He's writing Santa's name with an L. So Yakko, of course, explains to him that there is Noel in Santa's name. Wait a minute, hold the phone. That's not how you spell Santa. It isn't? No, you've got it all wrong. Well, how do you spell it then? To spell Santa's name is easy to do. You write S-A-N-T and another A too. But Noel, Noel, Santa's name has Noel. And he won't be too pleased if you don't learn to spell. And it kind of goes from there to no whale and uh, no no well was the first one like no well on the hill. Um, anyway, it's a great play on words. Uh, I was really expecting them to say, you know, what the he- heck at some point, but they didn't. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it's cute. At the very end, it ends very sweetly with a, a Christmas card. Um, and uh, the Warners putting their heads in a wreath. It was a very Christmassy and yet not Christmassy song. Nathan, Kelly, what do you two think about this song? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cute and all the different, you know, play on words and, you know, like with the, I guess with Moby Dick and it was no well. No whale, yeah. Like, no whale. <laughs> My southern sometimes screws up when I try to say a word. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was very cleverly written, mm-hmm. which I would not expect anything else from Randy Rogel. Yeah, this was they, they performed this live at Animaniacs uh, in concert, and it is a very funny song because, of course, the the first time it happens. Uh, you know the audience laughs, and then you—it's—it's it's very interesting to watch this song being performed live because the audience starts laughing a little bit before the punchline hits, and then of course when they say "No whale, no whale," and people are really groaning and laughing at the same time, uh, it's a great song. It really showed me, especially at Moby Dick. Uh, remember the Moby or not Moby uh, cartoon that we saw mm-hmm. way back? This shows you how Captain Ahab should have looked in that cartoon. Mm. If freelance animation hadn't animated, it's so the difference of quality of uh, 
how to draw Captain Ahab is so drastic in this. It's crazy to me. Uh, Nathan, anything else uh, you liked other than Merry Christmas? Uh, it's educational because I know how to spell Santa's name now. So there you go. <laughs> you didn't know? Well, I, you know, I always I knew that it was an L A at the end, but you never know where I was like, well, there's an L somewhere in it. But no, oh. there's no L. And uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, glad glad you learned something. Well, before we get to our water tower rating and some reactions from our audience. Let's go ahead and talk about one last segment, and that, of course, is the credits. Because you think that the episode is ended, but this has a different ending than all the other Animaniacs cartoons. This shows the credits going past the Warners, and they are kind of silhouetted in the darkness, and they end up commenting, basically, on all the different people that they see, uh, including, of course, their own voice actors. Uh, so, again, we're breaking the, the fourth wall. And some people have said this is kind of like Mystery Science Theater, which I can kind of see that. Although the Mystery Science Theater, you know, characters were never so mean to each other or the or the people on screen uh, making fun of their names. Uh, but it's very funny. It's not mean spirited. It's just it's just funny to to see these three uh, siblings kind of having a spat when they think their microphone is off. You want to go get a cappuccino? Sure. Wacko, you coming? Nah, I got a date. When do you not have a date? I got a date, so sue me. She will. Hey, did you turn off the mics? No, No, I thought you did. Not me. Uh Uh-oh. Kelly, what did you think about this uh, this special ending to today's episode? Well, to be perfectly honest, um, I sat there and watched and waited for them to come up on Steven Spielberg's name because I was like, I wonder if they're going to say anything about Steven. And they did. And they kept mispronouncing his name, which was a little annoying because everybody, <laughs> I mean, they've said it in episodes before. <laughs> they know how to say it. And then they end up getting frustrated and just go, Mr. Kate Capshaw. <laughs> Executive producer, Steven Spielberg? No, 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 no. Steven Springblush. Oh. No, no, Springbile. No, Spreel's love. Nah, Mr. Kate Capshaw. Which is funny because Stephen and Kate have been married for a very long time now. Um, yeah. I guess, I mean, well over 20 years at this point. Gosh, and yeah. um, Kate Capshaw was Willie Scott in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And that's when they met. Yeah, he saw her and was just like. That's well, he was still married at the yeah. time. Well, but I I don't think things were going so well, and he and Kate ended up dating sometime well, later you, after, after his divorce. You see pictures of them on set on, in, in Temple of Doom, and they they they're sitting very close to each other in a lot of shots. So, well, the screen <laughs> test, I I I want to say, I, I saw in like an interview or something. I I think they ended up playing arcade games or something after the screen test because. She was as into games as he was, and I think they just really hit it off and became really good friends. In one of the makings of uh, Indiana Jones, he describes Kate Capshaw walking into the door. He describes her as like this light coming into the room and just being amazed oh. with her. And uh, it was so he, I think he was in love with her from the minute he saw her. So 
Maybe. Or at least Maybe. captivated by her, I guess, would be a better word. Yeah, I, he was definitely intrigued. Temple of Doom is my least favorite. I mean, I, I look back on Temple of Doom and I say, well, the greatest thing that I got out of that movie was I met Kate Capshaw, and we were married years later, and that, to me, was the reason I think it was fated that I make Temple of Doom. And so even though Indiana Jones wound up getting the girl, I really did. Um, sadly, people don't share that sentiment about her character in the movie. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, hey, Kate Capshaw went through a lot in that movie. All those bugs. I don't know one other. I don't know many actresses that could put up with that. All I, bugs on her. I, I always say, you know, quite honestly, even to be in a Lucas Spielberg Harrison Ford movie, I don't think I would have put up with the bugs and I know I wouldn't have put up with the snakes. <laughs> so that's that's saying a lot coming from me because it's like I'd do anything to to hang out with those people. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I and I think with Willie they really just wanted to go in a different direction from Marion. Yeah. And different kind of uh female character. Exactly. Uh, well, Nathan, what did you think about the, the ending credits? What was your, what did you like about it? Um, it, it was definitely like very, uh, continuous of the beauty and the beast, the cutie and the beast segment. Um, like the, just the, the thought that like Wacko is dating a lot of people and yes. that Yakko doesn't like dot singing kind of thing. Like that all comes up in the comment like as they're talking so That's like the point, other two yeah. segments didn't really met like the chicken boo and the, the noel song had nothing to do with it that Chick- was the that was one of my favorite i think it was my most laugh out line uh laugh out loud line of the uh show today was um oh yeah i have a date tonight so sue me and then <laughs> she will uh yeah, I, I I wonder if any of this is like based on like if uh, Jess Harnell was actually dating a lot of people at the time. Like, I wonder if it's like, well, he's cute. He's so cute, according to Wacko. I, I don't know. I think girls just remembering from high school. I know that girls and I think girls still just think Wacko, his personality is cute, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I do remember. I would want to ask. <laughs> I do remember some girls in my drama class liked Wacko more than Yakko. So I don't know. They, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before we get to our water tower rating, uh, let's go ahead and get to our, some audience reactions for today's episode. Well, we asked our audience about, uh, this episode because, uh, after I was done watching, I was like, you know what? I really like this one, but what did our audience think? So we put out a call out to the folks at Twitter and Facebook and Discord, and uh, we got some nice reactions here. So we have one here from Ice Season 101, says classic episode, especially Boo Happens. Uh, Social uh, Medical, which is, uh, I'm totally mispronounce your name there associate but uh, it's at flower phantom says my favorite i love the part where dot screws up her name makes me laugh every time uh jessica uh j vegara 207 says brilliant very brilliant not to mention that this is my personal favorite scene of the series meaning the be- the cutie and the beast and uh gosh uh, some pe- other people are saying you know that uh 
It's great because they love Tasmania. That was a Tammy L. Beetlefish. At Beetlefish said that. And, uh, so, and then Plucky Duck 3 said, one of my favorite episodes. Also, I think I need to start wearing a cape. I don't get what that means. Do you guys know what that means? I don't know. So, I don't know. Well, because the Beast was wearing a cape. I guess so. And also, Plucky Duck 3 changed his avatar recently to Plucky Duck with a cape on. So, I don't know what's going on with Plucky Duck 3, but <laughs> Plucky Duck 3 is wearing a cape these days. So, <laughs> uh, let's go to, uh, let's, let's see what's going on in uh, Facebook land. Uh, Kelly, what did we see in Facebook? Okay, uh, there was one comment from... I'm going to mutilate this name because uh, I don't know if it's Keisha or Keshia or Keshia. I don't. Yeah, I guess so. I Sorry, the I, more important. I tried to look up to see how it's pronounced. The most important thing is that she's using a Disney emoji blitz emoji character for her face and and. Well, and that's awesome because Emoji Blitz is the best game ever, mm-hmm. and I'm totally not playing it while doing this podcast. <laughs> um. But anyway, so apologies for the name. Um, but she said, nice parody of the Disney film and the original story. And then adds fact. Belle in the book had three brothers and two sisters. So I'm, I'm thinking that she's referring to uh, the origin, original fa- fairy tale. Yeah, it must have been. I, I've, know, I've, I've done a, one or two plays of uh, this with my students in class. And sometimes... Belle does have some sisters that, at least, I don't know about brothers, but I've done a couple plays where the sisters ask the dad to bring them something, and yeah, Belle, Belle that's only asks for the flower. Yeah. Yeah. You always need... Yeah, I think por- um, my first introduction to the story of Being the Beast was Shelley Duvall's fairy tale theater. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, oh my I gosh. I love that show. And Carrie Fisher was Thumbelina in an episode, and that was the best thing ever. Yeah, I, I, we watched the Snow White one a lot as a kid, and I just remember seeing like alternate versions of fairy tales that you were familiar with. Like in the Snow White mm-hmm. one, I think she bites the apple, but then quickly gets fine, <laughs> or, or maybe she doesn't. There's, there's, a, oh yeah, that's right. I'm remembering it as I'm talking. <laughs> so in the original one that was shown on Fairy Tale Theater, the witch tries many different ways to try to kill Snow White, and in at one attempt, she tries wrapping ribbons around Snow White's neck. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah, you remember this? And she wraps it around yeah. her neck, and then like she passes out, and then the dwarves come home, and they're like, oh no, she's dead. Oh, let's just, wait, let's take these ribbons off of her, and all of a sudden she can breathe again, and then... It, it, Is Snow White Madeline Kahn in that episode? No, it was uh, voiced... Oh gosh, what is her... What is her... I think, I want to say... I want to say it's the woman who ended up marrying Kevin Klein, but I, it uh, may not be. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I don't know. I, uh, Absolutely. Now I want to go watch all those. I know. Episodes. I know. I don't know if you can see those they online. They came on anywhere. Disney Channel many years ago, but I haven't seen them since. Yeah, Kelly, I just looked it up and found out who was Snow White in the fairy tale theater. I sent you the message. <laughs> Oh, you sent me the message? I don't know. I yeah, was, I put in Messenger. It was Elizabeth McGovern from Downton Abbey. Yes, I, I, well, I was going to say from She's Having a Baby. Uh, oh. But <laughs> and Vanessa Redgrave was the evil queen. Yes, she was in London, 1916, the suffragette episode of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Also, oh, and Vincent Price was the the magic mirror. I totally forgot about that. Wow. There was like 
there's a lot of people in the fairy tale theaters. My goodness. I was just looking it up on Amazon and I think I'm I don't I don't have any money right now, but I think I might get it soon. And I I bet it would be fun to go back and watch the episodes and then talk about who's in them and where they are now and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. That's so, a, the fairy tale theater podcast. Oh, well, yeah, if I were more savvy with the technology maybe. <laughs> well, uh well, Nathan, <laughs> transition into you. Nathan, Sorry. no now problem. Get <laughs> we get off track all the time. Nathan, what did people on Discord, which, by the way, folks, let's plug the Discord channel, discord.animanicast.com. You can head over there and talk to both us and other uh, folks from RetroZap Podcasts and other fans of just pop culture in general. It's We were talking about Twitter these days. And how negative and how crazy that place has gotten over the past few weeks. And Discord on our Discord channel for the RetroZap folks is such a nice place. It's such a positive, fun place to go. And if you want to talk about the stuff you like and not worry about people making fun of you for it, <laughs> which so often happens today, uh, head over there. It's it's a great place. Nathan, what did people over there say? Okay, so yeah, there's a bunch of comments here from uh, on the Discord. So uh, W. Clark One says, "Cutie and the Beast" is another episode I'm mixed on. First off, the episode where Dot keeps screwing up. Uh, the beginning where Dot keeps screwing up, like now, like I'm screwing up on reading this. No, okay, <laughs> screwing up her lines is not funny, and it goes on way too long for me. Second, seeing the siblings getting on each other's nerves feels out of character for them. And lastly, the TMS animation is a little weak in the first half, but gets so much better when Taz shows up, who was the best thing in the short. And Via Pest is great. Boo Happens and Noel were a lot better to me, and it's just nice to see TMS again. Though seasons four and five could have used more of them. The end credits where the Warners are making fun of the people on the show had me laughing out loud, and this time the Warners being out of character there makes more sense, and it's all good fun. And yes, we can. 98 says the ending of the episode is one of the greatest endings to anything ever uh and retro uh tune girl 97 says it was a cute segment i love the choice of taz casting himself as the beast but i don't know if it's me or this whole episode reminds me of the early 2017 version of beauty and the beast the live action before it became a thing honestly I could picture this being a full movie. Take the beauty and the beast from my childhood. I could see Dot playing the role as Belle, along with the following. Thaddeus Plotz as Gaston, Ralph the Guard as LeFou, uh, Dr. Scratch as Sniff as Belle's father, Yakko as Lumiere, the brain as Cogsworth, Skippy as Chip, Hello Nurse as uh, Dust Mop Chick, Slappy as Mrs. Potts, and of course Taz as the beast. What, what do you think of my casting list? And then Cartoon Fanatic said, I thought... That was pretty funny cartoon. I like the parody of Beauty and the Beast, and the song was fun. So there you go. Wow, that I I agree with. I think that would be cute casting. I mean, they could yeah, that would be a really good cast. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll go with that. Um, let's. I, I I guess you would need Wacko as something. I don't see Wacko as anything, but oh, okay. Hello, listener. This is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animania Cast which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. (laughs) 
out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Nathan, let's start with you. I'll give it four. Yeah, I'll do. I'll just do a solid four. There we go. All right. Why do you think a four? Well, um, I liked the uh, attempt at the cutie and the beast. I thought it was uh, there was lots of funny parts and everything. Um, I think some of the the animation was a little weak, and I personally didn't really like the songs that much. I didn't think they they weren't they weren't hummable. Um, I did like the Noel song a lot, and of course the end credits were hilarious. So, um, they you know I, I was I was in between four, four and four and a half, but I'll I'll go with four. All right, Kelly, what about you? I'll also give it four. I thought the segments were really good. And, of course, the Beast references and Spielberg references. And um, I, I liked the Noel song. And it was just a fun episode. All right, I will give it... Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm giving it a five. Uh, out of five on this one, just because I really, even though, yeah, some of the songs are not the best. Like the only, honestly, the only one I didn't really like is the snails on your lawn line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just, in, the only reason I don't like that is because that's been in my head now for the past <laughs> hour or so. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's so short and just earwormy that, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like that, but I, I actually really do like the animation throughout it. I just think it's, uh, uh, I I just like everything about this uh, episode. I thought it was really great. So five out of five for me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead before we wrap things up. Let's go ahead and get to our poll results from last week. And uh, oh, oh, great. Well, once again, I don't have the poll results right in front of me. So I have to mm. uh, call up the announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, hopefully for the last time on our show. Our announcer. Hello there, this is the announcer with your Animaniacast Twitter poll results. Listeners were asked, which of these slappy squirrel cartoons is your favorite? Hashtag Animaniacs, hashtag Animaniacast poll, hashtag round five. Six percent said, my mother the squirrel. 23% 23% said, Sucker Coach Slappy. 31% said, Method to Her Madness. But the winner of this poll is, Give Me a Break. Well, that's the results of this week's poll. Now off to the studio with their thoughts. All right, Nathan. So out of those choices, what was your favorite? Oh, boy. Um, I guess I'd have to go with... Give me a break, because <laughs> uh, I like all the '90s references. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, and he and he loves Kit Kat bars, so there you go. Give exactly. But uh, the funny thing is, "Give Me a Break" was an '80s TV show. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny about it. Well, Kelly, what do you think? Uh I also like "Give Me a Break." All right, and why is that? Uh, film references, and yeah. you know me, I like the movies. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, even though the animation on the end part of it is kind of weird with the zaniness of the celebrities, uh, I'm going to say Method to Her Madness, just because I think it 
is cool how it references a moment in film history that kids may not know much about at all. And uh, I really like Nathan Ruger's performance as uh, Skippy in this one. I thought he was pretty cool doing his whole method acting. So that's what I think. So, Nathan, what poll do we have this week? Okay, so, um, hey, there's going to be an Animaniacs reboot. Uh, breaking news, everyone. What? Um, and <laughs> by the way, uh, which uh, of these shorts would you like to see return for the Animaniacs reboot? Uh, that's the question for this week. <laughs> the choices are Chicken Boo, Good Idea, Bad Idea, Mime Time, or the Randy Beeman segment. All right, so you can make your voice heard by simply going to twitter.com slash Animaniacast or you can simply search on Twitter for the hashtag Animaniacast poll and uh, let us know what you think. Which of those would you most want to see return? And I'm curious to see which one is going to get more votes. Uh, you know, to me, it's going to be mime time, not mime time. Um, excuse me. Probably not mime time. Good idea, bad idea or um, chicken boo. I think that's a hard, uh, you know, Thing. Which one would you most like to see the most? Ah, I can't, I can't, I can't decide. So let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? They can find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y O D A P R N C S S, or email me, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And Nathan, what about you? Um, I'm on Discord. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Nathan uh, animated cast or something like that uh, and uh, yeah oh also Twitter Django FT that's me <laughs> yes if you want to see Nathan continue to upset me with his weird theories <laughs> then go to discord where you can see him saying hey no, I really was, think <laughs> it was a good theory yeah uh-huh. no it <laughs> clearly hello nurse was in on it or she doesn't exist because she's in his mind yeah, it's exactly. all yeah. And Nathan does all this without the assistance of any narcotics or drugs, you know, so good for good for you, Nathan. <laughs> Very proud of you. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yes, go ahead and join us on the Discord uh, channel, discord.animaniacast.com. You can support our show by checking out our Am- Amazon store, which is amazon.animaniacast.com. And uh, you can see us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And, uh, hey, go over to Animaniacast.com where you can see all of our archive stuff over at RetroZap. And speaking of RetroZap, you should head over there to uh, check out a bunch of other fantastic stuff, especially if you love positive talk about Star Wars or pop culture. RetroZap.com is the place to be. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up today. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. I uh, do believe he said Buck Bacaw.